Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Happy Easter, everyone. It's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. I'm so excited that I get to introduce you to my friend Evelyn Wilson today. She's a social activist, pastor, and all-around amazing woman. We met at Bible college and have been fab friends ever since. Ev is someone who knows firsthand what it's like to lose a loved one. Childhood cancer has affected her family more than once. And instead of becoming bitter, Evelyn's allowed these losses to become inspiration for activism as she started the ministry of Tears Mean Love, helping families in Ontario. Easter has a whole new meaning for Evelyn since the loss of her daughter Katie as the hope of resurrection life is what gives her strength to live on. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. They can be found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 61, along with information about our guest. So let's dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. Good Friday is a difficult day for me. Every year, for weeks before Good Friday, I force myself to read through all the gospel accounts of Christ's trumped-up charges of blasphemy, for claiming the truth that He was, in fact, the Christ, the Messiah they were supposed to be waiting for. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all record different eyewitness accounts of the events that took place leading up to and including Christ's crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus was brutally beaten and went through horrendous abuse before being nailed to a wooden cross and left to die, having a sword pierced through his side to confirm life had left his body. Make no mistake, Good Friday wasn't good for Jesus, but it was the process God used for bringing good news to the whole world. You see, Jesus, fully God and fully man, was willing to come to earth, live and die, so that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. Listening to the horrors that Jesus had to face are almost too much to bear, and I wouldn't continue reading the story year after year if it ended there. But it didn't. After three days, then came Resurrection Day. It's shocking to think that Jesus, the Son of God, was resurrected. But to comprehend that you and I can one day experience resurrection life is mind-blowing. In John 11.25, Jesus says to Martha after her brother's death, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Jesus had to ask Martha if she believed his statement because it's just so hard to fathom. Christians, you don't need to fear death because God's word promises that you don't actually die when physical death takes your body. You get to live on. Friend, if you don't need to fear death, then what on earth is worth worrying about? 
And Christ's work on the cross wasn't just to solidify your place in eternity. What Jesus went through was supposed to affect your here and now. Romans 8, 11 says, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because his spirit lives in you. If you're a believer, God's resurrection power is at work in you now. It's overwhelming and wonderful. You and I need to live in a way that exudes resurrection life in all that we do, regardless of what's going on in our life. Considering John eleven twenty five and Romans eight eleven together should give you the greatest hope and confidence over life and death. We live after dying, and so do those who believed in Christ before us. One day, we will be with those who have gone on before us. A blessing that the life-giving power of Christ's resurrection provides for the coming of your resurrection life experience. I'm just looking forward to being able to connect with people, to speak with them about issues that are current and to get their perspective on things and to kind of bounce ideas around. And then also to hear from those who are listening because we learn by listening. And I think that's a big part of what I hope the show is about learning from each other and listening as much as talking. Okay, here we go. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. Weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Well, today you may need some Kleenex in the next section of this episode. But with my friend, Evelyn Wilson, I'm sure there will be tears of joy and sorrow. She's someone who's learned to live in the balance of both, letting them coexist in her heart and life. So welcome to the Soul Age Show radio and podcast show, Ev. Hey, thanks, Sherry. It's so great to be here with you. Oh, I love having you on. Um, I think it's so great that I get to, you know, introduce the audience to all my incredible friends. Ev, we met way back, you know, or just a couple of years ago in college. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge about the couple of years ago. <laughs> but, exactly. Yeah. Strangely, if people were to meet us, they would be shocked to know that we met really and got to know each other or started to as quarterbacks of different teams in intermural football. So <laughs> if right. they meet us, they'd be shocked because there's about a foot delta between us. I'm a little <laughs> short girl, but <laughs> my cousin Billy was this starring high school quarterback and he taught me how to throw the ball. And Ev, you are just a pro athlete in all sense of the word athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I try. You try. You succeed. I think you played on every sports team that our school offered, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. I think maybe we even played in, in volleyball together, too. So, yeah. yeah, we've had lots of fun together. And our friendship is just this really great balance of lots of fun but also the serious side of our, our friendship, too. We did study in Bible college together. You've become an ordained minister. And for years, you've been serving in the PAOC uh, during, um, you know, as camp leader, children's pastor, so many different churches, and also as a registered early childhood educator. So 
you've done a few things in life here, right? Yeah, I try to keep busy. It keeps me out of trouble. That's what I always say. <laughs> if we keep busy, then you can't get into trouble. Yeah, absolutely. So you were, you know, going on in life and things were great. You're a children's pastor. You, you know, you were a mom of three incredible kids. So maybe tell people about your three great kids. Um, so I had my first uh, darling daughter, Jacqueline, in 1992. I just finished Bible college. I was actually pregnant as I finished Bible college. And then my son, John, came along in 1993. And our family was complete with Kathleen or Katie, as she's known, in 1995. And this coming August, my husband, Brent, and I will have been married for 31 years. And he's a millwright. Um, by trade at um, Narampak, the paper mill in Trenton, and he's put in 36 years there so far. Wow. Well, woohoo for uh, an awesome marriage. And you guys really are an exemplary marriage. And like, I know you're not perfect. You guys are real people. But um, your marriage has truly weathered the storms. And you guys are an, a great example for people to follow. And your marriage was really tested. Your life was tested, your faith and everything. Um, I think it was, you know, way back. And you, you said that um, things changed uh, during a March break or just before a March break happened in your life. Yes. Um, so in 2010, um, our youngest daughter, Katie, who was 15 at the time, started complaining about a knee issue. And she um, also played lots of sports and had just finished basketball and volleyball season in her first year of high school. So we weren't thinking anything of it. We went away for March break and she complained a little bit more. We were in Niagara Falls and we were walking lots and she complained and she wanted to go to the doctor and I told her no, because, you know, it's just growing pains. And um, shortly thereafter that March break, things did start to change. Hmm. And, and so what was the first sign like that you really needed to go in and get this girl checked out? Um, so she was fooling around um, at church in junior high group and they did a big dog pile. She ended up on the bottom and somebody landed on her knee and so it was really bothering her and so I did call my family doctor we went in and he said oh I think it's a cartilage issue let's order an x-ray and an MRI and um, shortly thereafter we got the call saying we needed a second x-ray because they found something suspicious and then from there um, we were sent up to Toronto and on June 7th, 2010, Katie was diagnosed um, with osteosarcoma, which is basically known as the Terry Fox cancer. Mm. What? Like, I, I can't imagine getting that news as a mom and for you and Brent. How did you, you know, what happened that first day or days of hearing that news? So for me, it was a shock, obviously. Nobody mm -hmm. thinks that they're going to be told their child has cancer. Um, for mm -hmm. me, it was like another stab. Um, I had lost my six-year-old twin brother in 1973 to leukemia. And my parents were in that hospital room with us that day to support us when we heard the news. And so it was just kind of a whirlwind of what's just happened. You're just 
kind of in shock you are in disbelief and we just kind of just didn't know like we were like okay things have changed like um medical treatments have changed things are good you know like okay Mm -hmm. where do we go from here and we had an incredible team of doctors to start us off at mount sinai um hospital because they have a specialized sarcoma unit there and they were phenomenal to help us kind of begin to navigate the process and it was um unfortunately a very quick process with katie that um what was the the time from being diagnosed until her passing it was just basically eight months she was diagnosed june Mm -hmm. 7th and she went home to jesus on february 10th 2011 um and in that short eight months we tried different drugs we were sent back over to sick kids hospital in toronto and um yeah it was a whirlwind of what just happened and um Mm -hmm. you know the doctors and nurses and everybody were incredible and but unfortunately osteosarcoma is uh noted as a rare cancer and doesn't get a lot of funding and so unfortunately uh katie's healing came directly in heaven on february 10th 2011. yeah and you know this story it doesn't end here and uh we're going to come back after the break and talk about how life has been different for you and your family how god has brought healing to all of you and how easter has been different for you guys since katie's passing so i'm looking forward to you coming back and for us really getting to to see how katie's life has made such an impact in this world i'm evelyn wilson from episode 61 and my music pick for soul h2o radio is glorious day by casting crowns one day when heaven filled with his praise Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth is committed to calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ. As the author of over 20 books and leader of the True Woman Movement, Nancy has dedicated her life to introducing and guiding women through biblical womanhood. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth, weekdays at 11.30 a.m., right here on Joy, hometown Christian radio for the GTA. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Well, we are back with social activist Evelyn Wilson. And Ev, I'm wondering if you could share with the audience a Bible study tool or tip, something that really helps you, you know, in those tough times to get into God's Word so that you can get refreshed. So I really always like to have a pen or highlight or something because I always find that when I'm reading, God just somehow speaks to me and then, or I can quickly write it down so that if my mind isn't thinking correctly, I can find it later. (laughs) Because we all know that there are times that our mind is just not working correctly. So it is so good to have something written down concrete from God's word that you can look back on. Excellent advice. And what about your favorite Bible verse? That would probably be for um, Psalm 46, 10. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. 
I will be exalted in the earth. Ooh. Is that a verse that really helped you through during the loss of Katie? Oh, for sure. Um, Because the reality is I sit there and I think, God, I was still, we did this, we did this right. Why did this happen? But God has just reassured us over and over again that when we are still and trust God, no matter what, he is there to wrap his arms around us and he is there to carry us in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's absolutely done that for your family. And although you didn't see the the miracle here on earth that you're hoping for, I know that there were so many miracles that happened throughout the journey that Katie had in the hospital and outside of the hospital. Um, can you maybe just share one of those experiences? Because I want people to see that You know, even though you didn't get the ultimate miracle that you're hoping for here on earth, there were miracles along the way. There was hope. There is hope. And I think probably one of the ones that really strikes us is, um, of course, Katie's funeral had almost 1,500 people from two different high schools because my kids went to rival high schools. And there was one young man who he was a good friend of my son's and he played football, wasn't exactly living a good life and just had some struggles. And four months after Katie's funeral, he happened to hear a song on a radio and it was Glorious Day by Casting Crowns. He found the radio station and went in and said, hey, my life is not going well. Can I have a Bible? And he since committed his life to the Lord because he said, if the Wilson family can survive Katie's death, I can survive the issues that are going on in my life. And so to this day, he's still doing and serving the Lord. And that just reassured us that, you know what, there are things that happen and Katie's legacy lives on. Absolutely. And, you know, the one thing you said to me before that faith is either broken or developed in a crisis. And definitely your faith was both. I think it was broken at first. It was really battered or maybe not broken, but really battered and bruised. And and you went through some difficult times. Um, what really helped you during those times to get through the, the real brokenness of your heart? I think the most thing is for me, healing my heart is helping others in the same crisis and helping mm-hmm. people to see that there is hope and that no matter the outcome that Each day, God provides the manna we need each day for our life and that Mm -hmm. he will carry us even when we don't think we're being carried. He's there for us. And so helping others in the same situation is just kind of a way to help my heart heal. Absolutely. And so Katie's life has helped so many others through your hands. And you are a social activist like no one else that I know. I I don't know anyone who helps more people than you. You are, are constantly doing events, fundraising for childhood cancer, um, ALS, so many others. You were recognized in the inaugural Peter Sumalius Unsung Hero Award with, you know, you were the winner and you got to do the Canada Walk of Fame. Um I remember I was so excited for you seeing all your work honored um, as you got all dolled up. No, no (laughs) athletic equipment on that night, was there? (laughs) No. (laughs) Beautiful gown. You look gorgeous. But 
Um, you are involved in so many different things and you've allowed the loss that you experienced to really kickstart you into um, this incredible ministry called Tears Mean Love. And maybe if you can let the audience know, uh, you know, a little bit about Tears Mean Love and what you do. So Tears Mean Love has obviously developed out of the loss of Katie. And the reason we picked Tears Mean Love is because you can't have tears without love. And so that's why the term Tears Mean Love. And so we raise funds for families uh, with kids with cancer because kids with cancer have to usually travel anywhere from 100 to 200 kilometers um, to their hospital to be treated. And there isn't any programs really to help with gas costs, hotel costs, um, and other costs. And so we just continuously raise funds and kind of provide resources for the families to help them know that there are other people who are thinking um, and wanting to help out. And we've raised um, over $40,000 just in the last two and a half years to help families with different Amazing. costs and stuff. So it's, it's a very um, costly disease for families. And we just mm -hmm. want to be there to say, hey, this is our way to help you. Our community came together um, as well. So um, to help us. And so we wanted to pay it forward. And this is the best way we know to be able to share not only the financial resources, but hopefully show them the hope that we have when we rely on Jesus to carry us in the toughest days of our lives. And you are a great example of that on our website. We're going to have a link where people can um, donate to your ministry because cancer doesn't stop for COVID. And even though you haven't been able to do your big events, there are still families in need at this time. So we hope that people will check that out. But as we close out this session, um, Ev, I want to ask you, how has Easter been different for you since Katie's passing? It is the wonderful reminder that because of what Christ did on that cross, we will see our Katie again. We will be mm. reunited and we will be able to just celebrate with her again one day sitting at Jesus' feet. Wow. So there is such a peace and I see that in you. I've, I've had a few friends who have lost children and the peace that they can come to understanding that hope of resurrection life is an absolute game changer. Uh, Ev, I'm so thankful that you were willing to come on the show and share your story with us. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate you. I love you, Sherry. And I just <laughs> love what you're doing. And to be able to share our story once again, is just a blessing, especially as we come on to Easter weekend. It's a glorious day for sure. Mm -hmm. A great reminder, we're gonna get to see Katie again. That's right. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 61 of the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. I hope this is a blessed Easter weekend for all of you. Make sure to check out the show notes for deeper insights and information about our guest, and we'll see you here next week. But until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. 
we appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. 